to the Servant Leadership Podcast. We are here today to do part two of How Do I Lead Myself When? And today I'm sitting with Carol Malinsky, our Director of Content and Curriculum. (laughs) Round two, here we go. I'm feeling froggy, so look out. Oh, nice. Very good, very good. So part of evolving as a servant leader involves learning to lead yourself. To effectively lead others, it seems foundational to increase our skills at leading ourselves in all kinds of situations that occur in our workplaces and in our communities. So the last time we talked about this, we got into a discussion around three scenarios that provided people the opportunity to lead themselves better. Uh, We want to go and talk about three more today. So are you ready, Carol? I'm absolutely ready to rock. All right. So (laughs) the first scenario that um, we're going to go through is this one. I report to someone who is clearly not a servant leader. It is a constant battle to have him see my point of view. So what would we do in that particular scenario as a good servant leader? How would we lead ourselves? Yeah. Well, the place that I start first, and the thing that I really notice through this particular scenario, is this lady or gentleman is is illustrating actually a very dangerous viewpoint. Mm. And that is, I mean, the statement that rings the alarm bell for me is that It's a constant battle to have him, meaning her leader or his Mm -hmm. leader, see my point of view. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, from hearing that, it's like you're putting your point of view above everything else Mm -hmm. rather than being more open-minded. And in servant leadership, I know when I first became involved with it and and working in a a real-life work environment with it, There's a real tendency for people to look at their leaders, and if you see something that you disagree with or that you think is not um, serving, showing a serving attitude, um, the first thing you do is say, well, so-and-so is not a servant leader. Mm-hmm. or that wasn't very servant leader leader like mm-hmm. and so what can happen is you almost use that sentence as a weapon yeah he's not a servant leader you're not a servant leader when you do that mm-hmm. the fact is that nobody is able to be a total perfect servant leader 724 mm. nobody i don't care who you are Oh, maybe Mother Teresa was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody is going to make mistakes, and everybody is, you know, on this journey that we talk about. Um, servant leaders don't change overnight. They evolve. And so we really need to look at the heart of a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I may make several mistakes in leading you, Brian, but... If you look at my heart, you'll see that my intent Mm -hmm. is to serve and to equip you and to help you grow. And that's really the key there to, you know, this question of is so-and-so really a servant leader? Um, 
So you've got to assess people's intent to serve. And then really the servant leader should always ask themselves, what is my role in the particular situation? Mm -hmm. And this person who's expressing their frustration um, needs to assess that. They may be in a situation where really truly they're working for someone who is abusive. I mean, those situations do occur. Oh, definitely. And um, if that's the case, then you've got a different set of decisions that you have to make. Oh, totally. You know, is it worth it to you to to stay in that regime? Will it do you any good um, to, uh, to speak with this person candidly and openly? Um, or is this a situation where you really need to be going to an HR professional to work these things out? So there's a lot to look at, a lot to assess. But don't don't go in with these assumptions that if somebody doesn't agree with you or if you see them doing something that maybe wasn't the best behavior, um, that you label them immediately as not a servant leader. It's just not um, – doesn't help anybody. Yeah, yeah, and and I – I love the first point that you you started with by saying how dangerous of a viewpoint that can be. Mm-hmm. I know that I've gotten into situations where, um, you know, through your journey, you'll have these big, uh, uh, you'll have these times of uh, great change personally, and you're working on yourself, working on yourself, working on yourself, and you're you're feeling, oh, I'm changing, and my perspectives are changing, my viewpoint, my outlook. The way that I want to interact with other people is, um, you know, going about it with the best intentions. Mm-hmm. And if you don't receive the same thing back, then you feel <laughs> yeah. attacked. Yeah. And and uh, that's a viewpoint that is very, very dangerous for sure, because you you first off need to understand and have that um, that wherewithal to understand that, OK, Yes, I may be changing at a very rapid rate right now in, in, and uh, intaking a whole lot of information and being very open to change. But that doesn't mean that all these other people are. Right. Especially my supervisor or my family member, um, my spouse, anybody who yeah. we interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. They're on their own journey. And like you said, it, servant leadership takes time. And it's, it's everybody's own personal journey forward and we're going at different paces but to go and start to become um, accusatory on people you know because they're not changing at the rate that you are or they're not seeing they're not seeing the change in you or they're rejecting the change in you um, those are that's a viewpoint that could be very, very problematic yeah. and end up being counterintuitive to what 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 actually you're trying to transform into, which is a great servant leader who's who really is just trying to serve. Um, you're kind of starting to play, you know, a different role there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is a real um, eye opener as a leader yes. when you have that epiphany of, you know, you're trying to take your group somewhere. From a, from a leadership standpoint or from a collaborati- collaboration standpoint, mm-hmm. and they're just not getting it, and you don't know why, and it's so, you know, it can be very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And when you have that epiphany that, oh, yeah, 
you know, people don't all change at the same time. Mm -hmm. And just because I gave them this, you know, impassioned description of servant leader behaviors and how this is the way, you know, we're going to treat one another, and then we don't see them doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we shouldn't be shocked. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be discouraged. Um, We just have to remember that, you know, people are people. Mm-hmm. And they go through different phases in their life. And, I mean, I can remember when I never gave it a second thought about really um, thinking about my thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you know, walked and talked and ate and <laughs> yeah. you know, had fun and, you know, had hard times and all of that. But not giving it, uh, not really getting into the self-awareness part that is so necessary. Yeah, Definitely. And, and I think another great way of, of looking at this scenario is it really is, um, you know, your first interaction from, from uh, going from servant leadership theory into servant leadership action. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you, you know, you're all jazzed up because you just read a great servant leadership-based book, uh, you know, over the weekend, you come in on Monday <laughs> and you're like, I am going to be the best, you know, best servant leader that I could possibly be. I'm going to go to my direct report and I'm just going to serve them. And then you automatically get met with friction mm-hmm. or rejection. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate time that you as a servant leader are, are, are tested, you know, to go, okay, do I have to look, how, how can I best look at that and truly understand, okay, this wasn't in the book. <laughs> <laughs> this may not have been in the book, but I need to continue to serve this person, right? And uh, you know, and and adapt accordingly, <laughs> which is so important. Okay, great. So um, let's go into the second scenario now. So um, the second scenario is this: the company is having business challenges, and rumors are flying. Will we lose our jobs? Will the company go under? Lovely, lovely scenario there, and one that has probably been faced by everybody at oh one, my gosh. at one time or other. Oh, totally. And I think you'll agree with me that when the rumor mill starts, yes, it's like a runaway freight train. Oh yeah. And it's always very interesting to see, you know, what the truth of the matter is, and mm-hmm. then what the rumor is, and see how incredibly far apart they can become. Mm -hmm. Um, People really, really, all of us, I'm, you know, I'm including myself because we all fall prey to this, uh, get into the gossip world very easily. And, um, you know, there's, there's less resistance to going there than there is to be standing on the truth or the facts or, you know, what you know reality to be. So um, this is a very difficult situation, and it's a, it's a difficult situation not just for leadership, but right on down to the individual contributor. Mm-hmm. You have people that are worried about their jobs, and that's a reality. That's real, and it needs to be addressed by management, not ignored by management. Um, so you've got to go into this world of thinking about your thinking and the aspect of that which has been 
really my has resonated so strongly with me for years is this idea of useful thinking versus non-useful thinking. Yeah, that's huge. And it goes with um, an, an idea maybe more people have heard um, called the circle of concern versus the circle of influence. Mm. And the circle of concern being I worry about these things that I have no control over. Mm-hmm. That's not useful. But there are also things that I do have influence over where I can have some kind of impact. That is a useful thought. Mm -hmm. So in this particular scenario, it's really helpful to try and not get into the non-useful thinking and focus on the useful thoughts. Because... You know, as I said earlier, negativity just seems to be so easy for all of us to go to. Yeah, definitely. So easy. So you have a choice. Everybody has a choice in life, many choices in life. And this one is you can choose to be in there with the gossip group, throwing these wild ideas back and forth about what may happen, Or you can choose to not be involved in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you feel that you need to do something, it's probably more useful to go to your leader and say, hey, I need to have a conversation with you, you know, because this is happening. There are rumors flying. Everyone is very concerned. Um, Now, don't think that your leader is going to look at you and go, well, they might. They'd be foolish to do so, but don't worry. Nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Yes. I mean, that may not be the truth. And so it's really important to be, as the leader, to give as much information as you possibly can. There are going to be things that you can't tell the employee base. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's also information you can give. So even if it's information where maybe our numbers aren't that great, give what numbers you can. Give people as much information as you can. Now, I don't mean to imply that you should lie to people or lie on the numbers that you show on that big overhead projector. Yeah. Be as truthful as you can possibly be. Because people want to know. And, you know, they should be able to know. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then, you know, that's part of this whole concept in servant leadership of collaboration, being a team, working to serve one another, and, you know, in good times and bad. And then that's when you really see the great things happen. Um, So that's really important. And, and, Number one is don't be doing a lot of closed-door meetings. People see that, and it just scares the living daylights out of them. So wherever possible, I mean, obviously, there are things that you're going to have to discuss with people confidentially. But try to keep that out of the mainstream, mm-hmm. maybe, if you have to do that. Because the minute, <laughs> the minute people see that door close... 
when rumors are high, it just starts this whole pattern of negative thinking all over again, mm-hmm. perpetuates it, and um, and causes more rumors. Well, so and so took so and so behind closed doors. You know, is he still here? Well, I don't know. Let's go. I mean. It's just endless, you know, what we as human beings will, will get into. Yeah. And, uh, and try to keep, a, as the leader, try and keep as positive an outlook as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, again, not, we're not there to try and um, be untruthful with people. Mm-hmm. But um, find the positive because it's there somewhere. You just need to work to find it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> going through this, it, it it seems that as the individual who may be in that position of worry mm-hmm. um, and maybe intaking or participating in the gossip, it first starts with that self assessment of, you know, should I be contributing mm-hmm. to this? And should mm-hmm. I not? Is this of value for me mm-hmm. to be doing this? Not, not, not just for yourself, but is it value to the company, for one? But then is it also of value to the person that I'm gossiping to? Right, exactly. You know, even if that person started it, right. <laughs> you know, is it good to indulge that and continue to go? And for me looking at that, that's a huge question of what your intent is and what your outlook is towards the company. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this just a paycheck for you? And uh, have you maybe become complacent and tired and bored of the job? And is that maybe why you're wanting to engage in sensationalized conversation? Or is it just a bad habit that you have and you need to you, you need to stop? Yeah. Um, I think that this is a great, great opportunity for people to, again, build that m- emotional maturity and also build that think about your thinking personal reflection time of going, why exactly am I doing this and why am I indulging in this behavior? Mm. And I think if we took the time before we speak... <laughs> and that's that's the hard part, right? To think before we speak. Definitely. To say to ourselves, is okay, here's what I want to contribute to this conversation. Is it useful? Mm-hmm. And boy, if we could start doing that, it would, I think, really change up the environment and change up how we treat one another and mm-hmm. how we work with one another. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't have as much of this, you know, dropping the bombshell and heading out, you know, for another group where I can drop the bombshell. Yeah. I mean, there are folks, unfortunately, that thrive on this. Mm -hmm. I've had employees that, you know, admit. I had one, I had an employee at one time who admitted that she loved to say, you know, to drop these little bombs on people to get them spun up. Mm. And fortunately, um, you know, over our servant leadership um, journey, she totally changed that attitude. Oh, that's great. Which was wonderful and uh, wonderful to see her no longer take that joy in, you know, being mm. malicious in that way. 
So it's certainly, it is possible. It's very difficult to stay out of the gossip area. Yeah. Um, but it is possible to do. Mm-hmm. And just remembering how important your, um, the words that you say are and, and how detrimental it is. I mean, talk about a weapon. Oh, yeah. Um, you can really, really uh, create some heavy damage in a, in, a, in a work environment or really any environment with what you say and how you say it mm-hmm. um, and what you choose to dwell on throughout yeah. the day. And it really doesn't matter, you know, what your position is, whether you're the CEO or whether you're an individual contributor, you know, in the shipping department. Um, mm-hmm. Last, you know, last station before your product goes out the door. It applies all over, mm-hmm. you know, with any employee. And, and uh, you know, and finally, just to understand that this is a really true reflection of um, your influence as people um, and as a servant leader. Um, if you ever are in question of that, this is not the best way to find out. But, you know, to, to you know, going through gossip and participating in all those things you start to realize oh wow okay yeah people do listen to me and (laughs) yeah and what what can happen if we didn't dwell on those negative things and we and we replaced it with positive I do now have a lot of people that do influence that I do influence on a regular basis and those are just people that you talk with there's just people that you're in in conversation Mm with um so yeah that's it's it's really powerful, and those were really, really good points. Now, on to the third scenario. This is going to be our final scenario that we're going to go through, um, and it goes like this. My team just can't seem to get things right. They are always making mistakes. I give them assignments, and they fail time and time again, which makes me look bad with my boss. How would we approach this scenario as developing in good servant leaders. Yeah. Well, first of all, once again, let's take a look at what this person is really saying. So they're talking, they're telling us the team can't get things right. They're always making mistakes. They are failing over and over again. And here's the, here's the key here that really stuck out to me, which makes me, which makes me look bad with my boss. Yep. If we really want to equip and inspire our teams, we need to be worrying about how we look to them, mm. not how we look to our boss. Because if you take care of that group of people, that you take care of that team, you help them through this situation, it will be apparent to your boss. You won't have to say or do anything else the evidence will be there. Mm. So the very first thing that a servant leader should be doing in that kind of a scenario is taking a look at themselves. What is my role, my responsibility in this situation? And the second really big important thing is most of the time, When you have a situation like this, the problem is in your processes Mm. and not in your people. Ah, yes. So there's something about the processes that you establish 
that are that is not um, fulfilling your need to maybe it's checks and balances, maybe it's you know just the mechanics of the process itself that are just not working for your situation. Mm-hmm. So. For, for starters, I would be sitting down with my team and being just really brutally honest with them that you are there to equip and serve them. And what did they think you can do as the leader to improve the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and be open to their feedback. And that's the tough part. That can be scary. Yes, mm-hmm. because, you know, hopefully... You have, the, you have a team that you have brought along and nurtured so that they will give you honest, real feedback. And be very, um, you know, accept that feedback, but be also um, very uh, astute as far as what you're hearing people say, how they're saying it, and how they're describing the problem to you. And, you know, is there a lot of finger pointing going on? Are they blaming, you know, everybody else but, but themselves or the group or the process or whatever it may be? But so listen very carefully to what they tell you and be open to the feedback. Ask and how they feel you can help them. And then um, I would take, like I say, I would take a look at those processes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, do you maybe need, maybe it would be helpful to ask other departments, you know, the the downstream department to you. Yes. um, What are they seeing? You know, there's no harm in getting help from your peers, Mm -hmm. from other leaders, who may have ideas that might improve the quality of what you're doing. Um, and also, you know, be, be very uh, aware of the dynamics in your group as well. You know, do you have a group of people who are um, really, they're all in to mm-hmm. working together and being successful together? Mm-hmm. Many times we have groups where there's little power plays going on, mm-hmm. um, and this is just as prevalent in a servant-led environment as it is in any other environment. Oh, totally. I mean, hopefully the difference in a servant-led environment is that you have a, a good enough communication going on that you can say to people, you know, you can address that little pocket of politics or (laughs) whatever it may be, you know, but it's not that all of these things just poof are going to go away if you have a servant-led group. Mm -hmm. Um, So really look at those dynamics because that may be contributing to this Mm -hmm. if you've got certain people that are working against one another, you know. Yeah, so so with, with those processes, I mean, processes change all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with new people that come in, um, uh, new hires, maybe the process is just, uh, you know, changes with technology. Maybe the process has to change just by time. I mean, maybe that process that you initiated was kind of a finite fix-it, you know, Band-Aid. Um, and then maybe other times your process is something that people are starting to ignore, the true process, mm-hmm. 
and kind of trying to fast track that process happens because, all the time. Yeah, because the you know maybe at, at the at the the pace of the business is becoming more rapid. It seems so. It feels like these people are going to have to to um, you know expedite the process a whole lot faster, and that's when steps can be missed. Mm-hmm. And that could be very problematic. Um, but I agree that uh, first and foremost, it comes into to the the open communication, and let's let's go ahead and sit mm-hmm. down and let's talk about what what exactly is going on. And if and and yeah, if the team doesn't know, if the team is so blind right. to it, right. that you end up having to go and engage a different team, a different department. Um, I think it's really important for people to 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 not think that they're alone in this and that their department needs to figure it out within their department because they don't want mm-hmm. their department to look bad mm-hmm. or look weak or look like they don't know what they're doing. Um, right. You know, I think that people and teams get in roadblocks sometimes and they need some some other department to come over with the tow truck and pull them out and, you know, and, and help them back on their feet yeah. and back on the road. Well, all of these things that you're talking about, you know, changes in your process, changes in technology, those are all so valid. It's almost, you know, what happens within a, a company is really a living, breathing thing, right? And processes are going to change. Mm-hmm. And you may have something that's been going along totally smoothly, and then all of a sudden you find out, well, so-and-so left the department, and when they left, they didn't do make this little change to the process, and so now, you know, we're stumbling through this. I mean, there's a million reasons mm-hmm. why your processes can get out of whack, and that's why it's very important to um, have what, well, what I've called in the past desk procedures for, for, uh, for jobs, but um, to have a uh, a regular review time set up for those processes is very important so that you're constantly you know checking it whether it's every six months whether it's once a year um, or maybe more has to happen if you're really having that poorly uh, you know um, run processes in mm-hmm. the department to where it's a, a situation like this where they're constantly making mistakes Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, you have a group of people that um, that care. And yeah, if you definitely. don't, then you've got a whole another set of problems you've got to work on. Yeah, and totally. maybe they're they're not the right mix of people. Yeah, I think that through this open communication, a great question to ask everybody, and know, and and a great thing to know about your team is how um, how adaptable they are, mm-hmm. um, and how um, what their outlook is on change in general. Yeah. Um, because, like you said, processes are a big and you know an enormous vital part of of any company. And if if you know that these processes are going to change, or do you have people around you? Do you ha- have you constructed a team that is optimistic to those changes and and uh, excited about those changes, or at least can adapt, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. move through those changes? Or are you having people that are uh, digging in their heels? Yeah, we've always done it this way. It's uh, used to work. Exactly. And we've always we're not changing. It's you know, yeah, that occurs too. 
Yeah, because that that can be very detrimental for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. especially with people that you know have like legacy careers in a company mm-hmm. um, that have that have seen a lot of things and feel like they know exactly the best way to do it. Right. So. Right. But then you get into the whole world of change, and that's you know that's hard for people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But don't worry so much about your boss. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I say, your boss will see the difference when the team starts achieving. Mm-hmm. great things together. Yeah. I mean, that's what we always tell people about, you know, uh, them wanting to change into servant leaders and, and maybe not being in a servant-led company. Right. And not focusing on what other people are doing and what people are uh, seeing out of you, but just continue to do do your thing mm-hmm. and, and just focus on what you, you can provide. Yep. Yeah, that's great. So in conclusion, let's just wrap up and, and, and uh, you know, look at these three scenarios one more time. Um, so the first scenario, what we were talking about is reporting to a non-servant leader and, and how that um, can maybe, you know, start end up you having the wrong mindset about that and that you should stop, um, that shouldn't stop you from serving that person. Um, as servant leaders, we need to try and serve everybody around us, even the people who are not servant leaders <laughs> um, or not what you at the particular time would define as a servant leader either. Um, you need to look at their hearts and you need to look at uh, who they are as people. The second scenario that we went through is really about indulging yourself in rumors and worry. And instead, we should focus on useful thinking and open communication, which is so huge. And then the third and final scenario that we went through is working with a team that makes a lot of mistakes and that as servant leaders, we need to refocus on what you can be, be doing yourself to make it better by reevaluating your role and then also looking into the process instead of negative outlooks on people's performances. So I think that those were amazing scenarios. <laughs> I mean... I, I hope that they were were of value to all of our listeners because yeah, I, I got a lot of value out of them for sure. Yeah, great. And what else do you have in store for us? So, <laughs> lucky for everybody who is listening, <laughs> we have a free gift for you. So, if you liked these last two podcasts that we did about these challenging situations, challenging scenarios, um, we have four additional scenarios that we are ready to provide you in a PDF. All you need to do is email us at info at Servant Leadership Institute and write in the subject line, how do I lead myself when, when PDF. So it's just the title of this podcast and just say PDF. And you can write into us and say, I would love to get the down, free free gift or the free download. We did this the last episode with Don Jansen, and we got a really great response. And we were just so excited because this is what we're trying to do here. We're really trying to just add value to you guys, supply you guys with great information and great motivating content that can actually change you in your organization and change your outlook and your your servant leadership journey. So... Email us that. It's exclusive to people who are listening to the podcast. We just want to be supplying you guys with this stuff because we love your support and we want it to keep going. 
And in addition to that, if you're, if you're uh, feeling like you have a scenario that is plaguing you in your company and you just need some, some help figuring out the best strategy to get through it and to, to lead yourself through that, we can supply you with some great information too. So please feel free to, to write in a scenario that you're struggling with in, in that same email and we'll respond to you. So for now, um, thank you, Carol, for, for going through a couple more scenarios with us in this great subject line of how do I lead myself and when. <laughs> um, and uh, do you have any closing closing thoughts for us? Um, I guess my, my closing thought, what occurred to me as Brian was sharing with you was, you know, this is going to sound really funny to you guys, but you light up our lives. You know, mm. you, you really, through the, the comments and the involvement that we hear from you, your attendance at our conferences, your downloading of our podcasts, um, your reading the blogs, all of those things, they mean the world to us um, because they give us meaning and purpose in the jobs that we do. And, uh, you know, Brian's starting his journey um, and I'm, you know, a little bit farther down the road than he is, mm -hmm. but um, I think he would say that he feels the same way I do. So we're just both very blessed to be able to put this out there and have you guys listen and hopefully gain some value from it. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in to this podcast, and uh, there'll be more in the future. So keep on visiting us. Oh, and register for our YouTube channel. Ooh, yes. Yeah, if you didn't know about what we're doing, we have a new series on our YouTube channel where we are going through the weekly tips. The weekly tips are things that we provide you in an email but we're going through those and making videos where we expand on those weekly tips. And we're going to be uploading a new one every Monday. So if you want to receive those, go to our YouTube channel. That's Servant Leadership Institute YouTube channel on YouTube. And just go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you'll get notifications when a new video comes up. But for now, thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day. And we will see you next time. Bye, Bye. everybody.